Hello everyone and welcome to Wake Up and Grow. I'm your host, Natalie Bittinger. Um, the tea of the day is chai, which in my personal opinion is a good blend of spice and aroma. Um, I'm going to be talking out of Philippians 2, 3-4 today, which says, Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only to his own interests, but also to the interests of others. So for those of you who don't know me real well, I am the firstborn of three kids. My parents had me first, they loved me first, and they doted on me first. You're probably thinking, Natalie, that sounds really selfish and self-centered. Well, good news. That's today's topic. Now that you know this episode's um, topic, you're probably having a lot of people come into your mind that you would consider self-centered. And I guess the question is, why are we so self-centered? Why is our focus always on us? And really the boiled down answer to that is sin. When Adam and Eve fell, they were seeking out their own interests versus God's. We are selfish by nature because of sin's entrance into our lives. Another factor towards um, our selfish ambitions and attitudes is society. We have been trained from little kids to pursue our desires no matter what everyone else says. And the fact that our world is full of sin really um, fuels that idea. You'll hear things such as, pursue your dreams, it's your life, do what you want, you only live once, so live big. Now I'm not saying that teaching your kids to pursue their dreams is wrong, or that raising them to be independent is wrong, or that pursuing your dreams are wrong, unless those dreams are self-centered or self-serving. We need to get out of the mindset of me, me, me. From my own personal experience with selfishness and self-centered attitudes, I have learned that when it's all about me, I don't see people. I see problems or pawns. When I'm living my life for myself, everyone else becomes insignificant and unimportant. I am also never satisfied with my situation or my circumstances, because I am constantly setting higher expectations for myself that I can't reach. God cannot use me to further his kingdom when I am focused on myself. I become unapproachable due to my lack of Christ-like love towards others. I tend to take instead of give. In relationships. My relationships don't last long because they're centered around my wants and needs versus the other person's. And so there's constantly conflict and strain. In Mark chapter 12, um, verse 31, which is what I'm going to read, the verses before talk about how Jesus is asked um, 
which commandment is the most important of all? And he first answers with loving God. And then in verse 31, it says, The second is this, You shall love your neighbor as yourself. There is no other commandment greater than these. Jesus commands that we show love towards our neighbors. The word command, that means no other option. This is what you're going to do. And we're to love our neighbors, not out of obligation necessarily, but out of the compassion and the love that we feel towards them because of that same compassion and love that Christ has shown us. We are to follow Jesus' example as well as be an example towards others. In Romans chapter 15, which I'd like to just read the header of this chapter real quick that says the example of Christ. Verses 1 through 3a say, We who are strong have an obligation to bear the failings of the weak and not to please ourselves. Let each of us please his neighbor for his good, to build him up. For Christ did not please himself. We are to help the weak and oppressed and show them how Jesus lived and loved. A pattern that you're going to see throughout the next verses that I read and the ones I just read is that we are to be an example of Christ to those we come in contact with. And so, like what I just read in Romans, we are to exhibit the characteristics of Christ. And Christ did not live for himself. The whole reason he came to earth and lived for 33 years on earth was for the people around him and the people to come. We are to be an example of Christ. If we go back to chapter 12 of Romans, um, verses 9 through 21 are labeled as the marks of a true Christian. Verse 16 says, Live in harmony with one another. Do not be haughty, but associate with the lowly. Never be wise in your own sight. And so as Christians, we are to live in harmony with those around us. Now that doesn't mean that we're going to um, like every other person's opinion or that everyone is going to like us. That's not what it means. I think it means, in my opinion, that to the best of our ability as humans, we are to show love to everyone, knowing that we may or may not receive love back. But in order to live in harmony with those around us and allow God to use us to reach them, we must associate with the lowly. We have to take off our pride and our haughtiness and crouch down to their level. And Jesus is a perfect example of this. He reigned in heaven on streets of gold with so many other things that even John can't fully describe in Revelations. He was divine. Yet, he came down to earth, was born in a stable versus a palace, considering he was a king. 
he took on our humanness and our dirtiness and our filth. He ate with tax collectors, thieves, and beggars, and other sinners just so that he could be with us and show us love and to save us. And I reiterate again, we are to be an example of Christ to those around us. In 1 Corinthians 13, 4-7, it says, Love is patient and kind. Love does not envy or boast. It is not arrogant or rude. It does not insist on its own way. It is not irritable or resentful. It does not rejoice at wrongdoing, but rejoices with the truth. Love bears all things, believes all things, hopes all things, endures all things. If we are called to be an example of Christ, we need to understand that Christ and God are love. It, it says so in the word. And so we are also supposed to be love towards others. And we can't be love to others if we are impatient, um, mean, envious, boastful, and arrogant, or rude. We can't insist on our own way. We can't be irritable or resentful. And we must rejoice in the truth. We cannot rejoice or praise wrongdoings. That's not the way that we introduce people to Christ. Because when they look at us and we're doing all of those things and exhibiting those characteristics, they will start to question our faith. And they may think, well, if those are the characteristics of a Christian, I don't know that I want to be associated with that. If we jump back to chapter 10 of 1 Corinthians, verse 24 says, Let no one seek his own good, but the good of his neighbor. Our own desires lead to sin and destruction. And obviously we shouldn't follow those because really it'll lead us to hell. And so leading by example as we should be, if we follow our desires, our neighbors will think that's alright. And following our example will follow their desires, which will lead them into sin and destruction. And again, we are to be an example of Christ. I'd like to bring back um, the passage that I read at the beginning of this episode, which is Philippians 2, 3-4. Do nothing from selfish ambition or conceit, but in humility count others more significant than yourselves. Let each of you look not only at his own interests, but also in the interests of others. And what I really got out of that verse, or those verses, was um, it brought back to me the Great Commission, which calls us to spread the gospel while we're here on earth. Um, Jesus originally gave this to his 12 disciples, but it's definitely applicable today to those who claim to follow Christ. And the Bible all throughout it says we will be persecuted for being a Christian and for trying to spread the gospel um, but 
that's happening because the message we carry is so important and life-changing and the devil will use this persecution that we're facing to try and knock us off of the path that God has set us on. And so when we go through persecution, when we are knocked off our feet, to me, that is a reminder of how important that message of the gospel we carry is. And one thing that I've had to learn is that the message that I carry is also more important than my personal pride. I still am learning to strip myself of prideful thoughts and self-centered thinking when it comes to sharing the gospel and what it will put me through. But knowing the power and importance of the gospel and the salvation of souls helps us to understand the importance of the people around us. Our hearts will ache for them when we see them in sin because we know that they don't have the salvation we have. Their salvation becomes more important than our pleasures and desires. And our desires will shift from centering around us to centering around them. And our desires and our hearts will become more aligned with God's as we go through our Christian walk and learn to see others as he sees them. As lost children that he wants to bring home. So if you're hearing this podcast today and you're thinking to yourself, wow, maybe I am a little self-centered. Maybe I don't see people, but I see problems or pawns. Maybe I do set really high standards for myself and I'm never satisfied. Maybe God can't use me right now because of how selfish I am. And maybe my relationships aren't lasting long because I'm causing conflict. If that's you, I want you to understand that while society and sin have bent us as humans towards selfish living, we can break that cycle. It's not impossible. You don't have to be stuck as a self-centered person. It starts with admitting that you're self-centered. So if you've felt that tug, if you've admitted to yourself, yeah, maybe I'm a little self-centered, good job, you can check that box off. That's the first step with anything. Because if you can't admit that you're struggling with something, then you're not going to conquer it. But once you've done that, follow that up with repentance and asking for God's forgiveness. And he will forgive you if you truly mean it. And ask that he would help to show you what humility really looks like through his word and through examples in your life that you'll see and experience. Um, and also ask that he would show you how to be Christ towards others. And how to show the people around you the love and compassion of Christ that was shown to you. 
word of caution, you will have to deny yourself daily and allow Jesus to step in and take over. It's not going to be easy. You will slip up and that's okay because you're human. But it takes daily self-surrender to Christ to conquer self-centeredness and to be used by him to reach those who don't have him. So I want to thank you for listening. Just a reminder, Wake Up and Grow releases podcast episodes bi-weekly every other Monday. And I encourage you to go follow Wake Up and Grow on Instagram at WUGPOD. That's W-U-G-P-O-D. And to find Wake Up and Grow on Facebook. Again, I'm Natalie Bittinger, and this has been Wake Up and Grow.